Hey, welcome to the Bible Savvy Podcast, a weekly conversation on how to understand, enjoy, and apply God's Word. I'm your host, Nikki Lucas, and I'm joined by teaching pastor Clayton Keenan and executive pastor Eric Ferris. Welcome to episode one of the Bible Savvy Podcast. Episode one! Celebratory noises! Happy sounds! We don't have a podcast budget enough for sound effects yet, but we have joy about episode one. Here we go, episode one. Episode one. All right. We're really glad that you joined us as we kick things off. For this episode, we're going to look at a passage from week one of the Bible Savvy Reading Plan. But before we do, Clayton, can you tell everyone listening a little bit about Bible Savvy? Yeah. The the Bible Savvy Reading Plan is something we put together at Christ Community Church as a way for our entire church family to be reading the Bible together. So whether you're a kid or a student or an adult, uh, this is something that all of us get to use where uh, each person is going to be reading along. And it takes about four years to go through the entire Bible. And we're reading both the Old and New Testament at the same time. And so each day, what we do is we open up and rather than worry, you know, okay, where am I going to start? Overthink it. You just say, hey, what's in the schedule? We jump in and we do that. So uh, it's it, it's a way that keeps our church together, but it's also a way that makes sure that we systematically go through every part of the Bible. Awesome. Well, we encourage you to go to biblesavvy.com to learn more and to get the reading plan so that you can start following along with us. All right, so we're going to jump in now. Eric is going to be walking us through the passage today, so take it away, Eric. Yeah, first I think we need to give our senior pastor a shout out who actually wrote the Bible Savvy uh, yes. books, right? It is a four small four small books in a series that teach you how to uh, read and enjoy and understand and apply the Bible, which is what we're doing in this podcast, and that's where the Bible Savvy name came from. Uh, so uh, let's just talk a little bit about what we're doing and why we're doing this. Uh, so we have this Bible... Bible-savvy reading schedule that we all read, which gives us small enough chunks of the Bible every day that it feels very doable for for all of us, right? Um, And let's just think about for a second Bible reading, which Christians, you know, when when I first came to faith, I was super interested in the Bible. And then after a while, there's this weird thought that creeps in that goes something like this. God likes me a little bit more on days that I pray and read my Bible, (laughs) and and the days that I don't pray and read my Bible, God probably likes me a little bit less, right? And so here's the weird thing about any kind of reading plan or reading schedule like Bible Savvy. They're super helpful, and if you go into like a checklist mentality, like, oh, if I miss a day, I'm a bad Christian, then you start to get this weird mentality where you, you start to think that somehow you're earning favor with God by reading your Bible, and then you stop enjoying it. And so one of the things we've said in this podcast is we want people to read and enjoy their Bible reading. So here's, here's a big thought that kind of guides me when I read my Bible. One of the things that scriptures say is that the Bible is God-breathed, okay? which the, the, the theological word right is inspired, uh, which means that somehow God has revealed himself to us through human history in the pages of this book, if that's true. That means that the primary way I get to know the God that created me and loves me is through reading the Bible. That is a total game changer, right? Because now it's not just, I'm just going to check off today's reading and fly through it. So what we're doing in this podcast is we're, we're actually walking through, every time we do a podcast, one day's worth of Bible savvy reading, and we're enjoying it, and we're modeling for you what's in the Bible, the Bible savvy books, which is this. You ready? It's called comma. It used to be called coma, right? 
which is an unfortunate acronym. <laughs> Don't want to go into a coma reading my Bible. Um, and was it a teen? Well, am I right that it was a teenager that added the second M? Yeah, someone suggested that we we have another M, so we get we get a new one. Yeah. So not only was it a brilliant thought by this teenager, but it actually saved the acronym from its unfortunate <laughs> fate. Okay. So uh, the C is context. And so that is, of course, everything finds its meaning in context. You don't ever want to take anything out of context. And so it's just background information that helps you understand what you're reading. And that's why a lot of study Bibles out there, you want to get a good study Bible, we recommend the NIV study Bible at our church. But there's lots of good study Bibles out there that have lots of good background information where you can find context that helps you understand more what you're reading. Then you pay attention to what you're reading and you observe and you just kind of note things that are jumping out at you. And so that's observation. That's the O in comma. Then we move on to the first M in comma. The first M in comma is meditation. This isn't weird Eastern mysticism stuff. This isn't sitting in the lotus position and staring off into space and controlling your breathing. Um, This is simply pausing and thinking about what you just read and asking the Holy Spirit, who Jesus said is our teacher and our helper, asking the Holy Spirit to help us understand what we're looking at and what we might get out of it. What, what is the Lord saying to us here? And so it is is just a few moments of think prayerful thinking about what you just read. Then you move on, after you've done that, to the second M in comma, which is message. You're asking the question, what is the main message of this text that I just read? What is it trying to communicate to me? There is intended meaning in the Bible. So I'm asking the question, what is the message? And you know, a good, a good exercise or a good way to approach this would be to try to just write it out in one sentence. I think after reading this portion of text that this is the message that it's communicating to me. After you've looked at context, you've made some observations, you've... Uh, done meditation, which is just prayerful thinking. You write down in one sentence or two sentences the message. Um, Then, after you've done that, you go to the A, which is application, which is you then ask the question, okay, now what am I going to do about this? Um, So that is the comma method in a nutshell. Now, what we're doing every episode of the podcast is we are just picking one text from that week's Bible Savvy Reading Schedule And we're not doing anything more complicated than just walking through the comma method in the episode. And so in essence, we're doing what you could do on any given day, reading the Bible Savvy Plan, right? Um, And in fact, I'm looking at the table right now. You guys know we're not, it's not a video podcast, so you can't see the table. There is nothing on the table with us except for study Bibles. So we're not doing extensive research. Uh, This isn't me and Clayton dipping into years and years of seminary to try to impress everybody on the podcast. This is us just simply together as three believers walking through the steps of the comma method and having good conversation. Most episodes are going to be about 25, 30 minutes, depending on, you know, how the conversation is going. And so if you think about it, that is what we could do every day with our Bible study, right? You take 20, 25 minutes read, apply the comma method, and this is something that average people can do. And so that's what we're doing in this podcast. Um, So we look forward to this coming week's Bible Savvy Reading Plan, and we'll do this every week on the podcast. We'll select, select one day's worth of reading. And so today, 
We're in Mark chapter 4, and I got to choose the text for this week. We kind of rotate who gets to choose the text for any given week. Uh, And so I picked, there's a whole bunch of parables uh, in Mark chapter 4, so I picked one of the parables. So today we're going to read the parable of the growing seed, and so Clayton is going to read that for us. We're going to start in Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 26. Jesus also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he doesn't know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, and then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. All right, parables parables are interesting. Parables drive people nuts. And so here is uh, some context. Okay, this is the C and comma, context. Parables, there's a bunch of parables in right here in this section of the Gospel of Mark. And parables are simply metaphors. Okay, so they are stories that Jesus told. They're analogies. Helping us understand either what God the Father is like or what the kingdom of God is like. And so Jesus draws comparisons to normal, everyday, earthly things that we understand uh, in order to help us understand more about what God is like or the kingdom of God is like. Uh, What is tricky about parables is they kind of have two functions, okay? Um, And, you know, at one point the disciples asked Jesus, why do you teach in parables sometimes? And Jesus essentially said, um, in some ways, so that they're like riddles, so people that really don't care to know they're not going to know. It's just going to hit them and bounce off of them. But for people that are genuinely interested, genuinely want to know who God is and what the kingdom of God is like, they can think about these parables and they can understand them. And so it's like there's this uh, concealing thing going on with parables, trying to like hide it from people that don't really care. And at the same time, a revealing aspect of parables, if you really care, genuinely want to know God, you can genuinely know God. And so there's, the parables are really cool in this way. Um, so that's just a little bit of context on parables. I'll, I'll, I'll say one other thing about parables. Uh, people get all kinds of crazy with parables sometimes <laughs> uh, because, and I think, I think it's uh, because, uh, you remember the parable of the, uh, it's a different parable of scattering seed where Jesus explains to the disciples after the crowd kind of goes away, this soil represents this, and this soil represents this, and this soil represents this. And so what people then do is they try to dissect every detail of a parable all the time, okay? Well, take a step back and just remember, parables are simple metaphors. So you want to ask yourself the question, what is the one thing that this parable is trying to communicate to me? If you do that with parables, you'll, you'll normally uh, hit the bullseye. So uh, that's the C for context. O, observation. So I'll start with you guys. This is a very short parable, so it'd be interesting to see if we can even talk for 25 minutes on just a few verses. But uh, what what jumps out to you? What do you observe in this parable? Well, the first observation I make is, is really simple. It, he says at the beginning, this is what the kingdom of God is like. So whatever else I figure out about it, that's what Jesus wants me to think about. What is the kingdom like? So it kind of gives me the topic at the very beginning. One of the things that... Um I gathered from it was uh, this idea of that it said a man scatters the seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, it happens, but he just doesn't know how. And I thought to myself, if the kingdom of God is like that, that makes sense because 
as Jesus' disciples, us personally today, we have a role to play. But we can go about doing that role, but whether, you know, sometimes we're going to fail at it, sometimes we're going to do well at it, but, whether, but regardless, it's still going to happen. Yeah, so somehow, somehow it still goes on. And sometimes you're like, I don't know how, you know? I have in my backyard right now, I have, um, my lawn's pretty healthy. I got, uh, I took care of all the weeds. I got a pretty, pretty good lawn going on. We play a lot of yard games in my family. So I feel like this moral obligation as the father to make sure that when my kids are in the yard playing barefoot, that they're not stomping on thistles and stuff. Um, So anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, here's where I was going. My lawn's pretty good, but there are two dead patches in the backyard. Okay. And so You didn't scatter seed? No, Nikki, I'm I'm going to scatter seed in just a moment. Okay, sorry. Uh, so, So there's these two dead patches, and let's say, so I, I... till the soil a little bit, and I scatter some seed, Nikki, okay. grass seed, um, and then I cover it with some straw so the birds don't eat all the seeds. Okay, so I did my, I did my part. Okay, now let's say my, my nine-year-old daughter comes out and says, how does grass grow? And I say, <laughs> uh, so what I do is I, I, I till the soil so the soil's nice and loose. I put the seed on top, and then I put the straw down, and I water it every day, and then the grass will grow. And if my nine-year-old says to me, but how does it grow? And I say, well, I till the soil, and right, you keep saying the same thing. The answer is, I don't know, <laughs> right? I know what I have to do for grass to grow, but I don't know how that grass yeah. grows. Um, and so that is, you know, when I, when I look at this parable, that's the obvious thing that Jesus is drawing a comparison to, that there's a part that we play, and we kind of know our part, but the truth is we don't really fully know how the growth happens. Yeah. Right? What else did you guys see? Anything else? I know it's a short parable. I noticed that there's a, a process there. So he goes out and he scatters, and then the, it kind of spells it out, you know? It produces grain. There's a stalk and a head and a, a full kernel. And again, it, with a parable, we're not supposed to say, well, what's the stalk? What's the kernel? What does that all mean? But it does depict this sort of uh, gradual process where it's like, I did something simple at the beginning, and over time, this unfolded. It wasn't just instant. It's not, um, you, I had a, a, a big open patch in my lawn as well. And instead of scattering seed, what I did was put down sod. And so it's like an instant lawn. And I think that's what a lot of us want, you know? I consider that cheating. <laughs> and so uh, what you do is you say, I want it and I want it now, which in the kingdom, it's not always like that. There are times when you say, I, I want to see the kingdom come. I want to see all of this breakthrough. I want to see all of this amazing stuff happen. But our job is just to scatter to the seed and let the process play out, the process that someone else is in charge of. Mm, Someone else in charge. All right. So there are the observations. We've done contacts. We've done observation. What time is it, Lucas? Lucas is showing us. Hey, let's introduce you to Lucas since it's our first podcast. Lucas is sitting in the studio with us, and it's his job to make sure things happen in a uh, relatively decent way. So he's he's showing a, a clock to us right now. And <laughs> he's currently writing, currently writing down how he's going to edit this out. <laughs> he's, he's writing notes right now about things that we're not supposed to say during the podcast, including drawing attention to Lucas. Okay, so uh, now we move on to the first M in the comma method, which is meditation. And a reminder here that meditation is simply prayerful thinking. And so we, we think about a few of the observations we've had from the text, 
and we just spend a brief moment thinking about them and inviting the Holy Spirit. It's prayerful thinking about observations from the text with the idea that we eventually want to get to the main message that we want to draw out of the text. So we're going to take 45 minutes on the, or 45 minutes, not that'd be a long podcast. We're going to take 45 seconds in the podcast for meditation, prayerful thinking. So right now, just lock in on one or two observations that we have discussed and think and pray about those observations. And in 45 seconds, we'll be back to talk about message. The next M in the comma method is message. So every parable has one message. So this is a this is actually a good place to start for our first episode of, of Bible Savvy because if every parable has one message, then we should be able to dial in. So no pressure, Nikki, but we're putting this all on you right now as the podcast host. To <laughs> she's got a look on her face What's right the now, right answer? like what? Tell, Tell us the one. answer, Nikki, so we can move on to episode two. All right. What do you guys think about message? What do you think this parable is trying to communicate? I think it communicates that God is always at work. Um, you know, we we have a, we do have our part to play, but like I was saying, we whether whether we're out there and we're scattering the she- seed, or in other words, sharing the gospel with people, uh, there are going to be times when we miss out on an opportunity. We uh, we feel like we don't have enough time to talk about somebody with Jesus, or to, to talk to somebody about Jesus, or, or something like that. But uh, so either we 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 step up and we do our part, or if we miss out on an opportunity, uh, God is still at work. He's still finding a way uh, to get the message, the good news about Jesus out there, and He's still building His kingdom. He's still bringing uh, the kingdom uh, to this earth. So that's that's the message for me. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that. We've we've got our part to play. But the work is really God's. He's the yes. one who makes sure it happens. He's the one who, who brings the, the fruit and the, the, the results from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think regardless of how you say it, I think most people, when they read this parable, they land somewhere in the ballpark of what you guys are saying, right? That God is always at work. His kingdom is always making progress. The God is always accomplishing his purposes. Humanity has some part to play in this. Um, but when we compare our part to the part that God is doing, it is not like an equal partnership. You know what right. I mean? Like uh, God is accomplishing his purposes. The kingdom of God is happening and moving forward. And um, and we don't even always fully understand. Have you, I've had these moments in my life where like uh, I did student ministries for about 20, 21 years, okay, working with teenagers. And to this day, like a lot of years later, I will have like a teenager hit me up. Uh, it used to be social media, but I deleted all my social media accounts. So that doesn't happen on social media anymore. Um, that's a topic for another 
another Bible savvy <laughs> podcast. Uh, but I would have teenagers say things like, "You remember that time we were in the elevator and you said that thing to me?" No. Mm, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I don't. But somehow God took whatever it is that I said, one sentence or two sentences, and significantly impacted the life of somebody, Yeah. right? And I don't even remember it. It's like scattering seed. You just throw the seed and it didn't seem like this big spiritual moment, but that's what the kingdom of God is like. When we're cooperating with the purposes of God, he takes something that seems simple and mundane to us and does remarkable things with it. Um, so regardless of how, you know, how we've all kind of said it in a different way, but we're all kind of saying the same thing. Um, and so we move on to the A in comma, which is application. So uh, if I was sitting at home and I had a Bible savvy journal, which a lot of people in our church use, uh, this is where I would just write down a sentence or two like, okay, so me as a follower of Jesus, what am I going to do with what I just read from the Bible today? So we'll start with you, Nikki. Um, I wrote down, where do I see God at work uh, in my life? That could be at home, um, at work, um, if you go to school, in my family, friends, in the world. Um, where do I see him at work? I, I think I'm going to think about where I can be scattering seed, where, where the small things that I can do, that, and not worry. Like, how, how effective is this going to be? How important is that? How do, what do I prioritize? I'm just going to say, I'm going to take the opportunity, I'm going to take the moment uh, to, to mention God, to ask the question, to do the simple things, and trust that God's going to use them. Yeah, so my, my application has that, that phrase, simple things, in it, and it is that the simple things or the things we think are mundane, or sometimes we even put in the category of these aren't just, these just aren't spiritual things. I think we sometimes categorize like spiritual, non-spiritual, just mundane daily life stuff. And uh, so my, my application is I want to do the mundane things of life in a way that God could take them and do something remarkable with them um, and not, not categorize my life in two separate categories, but just live one life where God is doing uh, amazing things. So... All right. Well, we have walked through the, the comma method. And before I hand it back off to Nikki, I just want to say that there was about 90 seconds of uh, some banter that went on during this podcast that Lucas, our producer, is going to be tempted to edit out. And so I'm just going to say out loud right now at the end of this podcast episode that if you didn't hear a lot of Lucas producer banter, it's because Lucas sold out and he edited it out. He's going to edit this out too. <laughs> All right. All right, Nikki. All right. Well, there you have it, friends. I hope you enjoyed the conversation around Mark chapter four, and I hope you're excited to try out the common method on your own this week. It really is fun to dig into God's word, to learn more about who he is and to apply some powerful truths to our lives. We hope you'll join us next Monday for our next episode. Clayton will be walking us through a passage as we start week two of the Bible Savvy reading plan. So in the meantime, if you're not following along, uh, head over to BibleSavvy.com to download the reading plan and to start reading. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Tell your friends and we'll talk to you next week.